Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. My friends, I am Vivian McPeak, and this is Hemp Present. If you have feedback or would like to suggest a guest or topic for Hemp Present, email me at hempresent at gmail.com. I greatly enjoy hearing from you, the listener. Today's guest on Hemp Present is Aaron Pieman K, a counterculture icon and longtime member of the Youth International Party, or Yippies. Aaron is infamous for throwing pies in the faces of various politicians and celebrities including conservative activist Phyllis Schlafly, former New York Mayor Abe Beam, former Senator Patrick Moynihan, and former California Governor Jerry Brown, as well as avant-garde artist Andy Warhol. And he's here right now. Welcome, Aaron, to Cannabis Radio. Hello. I'm glad to be here. So glad to have you, man. Yes, yes. I mean, I've been been following you for decades, man. and, and let's just start with you telling us a little bit about your childhood and teenage years before you became involved in radical politics. You were very young during your first protest, right? A protest against a curfew on the Sunset Strip. Is that right? Yeah, I was, I was 16 going on 17. November 12, 66, there's a big protest at Pandora's Box on the Strip against the N- LAPD and the L.A. Sheriff's important, enforcing the stupid curfew busting everybody who was 18. And that was at the wish of the corporatocracy that ran Sunset at the time. They thought the freaks were driving business away from there. Right. So the cops and the sheriffs went ballistics. And so so you started protesting at a young age. Yes, of course there was Vietnam happening. And there was civil rights happening at the time. And I started singing, you know, hearing protest songs basically in 63 with the March on Washington, blown on the wind by Peter, Paul, and Mary. It was one of my first protest songs. And then, of course, there was Eva Destruction and Joan Baez and Dylan, you know, the whole ball of wax. Aaron, is there a TV on in the background? No, I'm in a nursing home. There's people talking in the background. Oh, okay, okay. We'll just deal with that then. Let me, uh, 10 seconds. 10 yeah. seconds. No problem. So is it true that you, sh- did you share your first joint with Abby Hoffman? No. Okay, when did, when did you first, how were you first introduced to cannabis? It was during my high school days, somebody in the neighborhood turned me on to my first joint. That was akin to popping a cherry. <laughs> and how did you how did you first become associated with the Youth International Party or the Yippies, a left-wing 60s political group that employed theater and satire in its messaging? How did you get hooked up with the Yippies? Oh, okay, what happened was 
When I was living in LA, I was involved with Screen Power. We were feeding the freaks at Griffith Park, doing the lovings every Sunday. And I knew about the, the Yippies by reading about them in the LA Free Press and in Rolling Stone. I met Jerry Rubin on some of his tours because he'd come speak on campuses. And I read about the riots in Chicago. And I thought that being in LA, we were kind of like left way out of left field. And uh, I was, I was going to go to Chicago, but I was in a car accident the day before I was going to go. So I did not make it, but I was watching it on TV, watching every riot be a party. Because Jerry Rubin used to say, every riot is a party. And then, of course, the trial's happening, you know, crossing the state line inside a riot under Nixon. We all know what Nixon was. The hatchet man to us, he went after Pops because of the black community trip. Yeah. So you know what we were dealing with. The, the yippies were always pro-cannabis from the beginning. The symbol of the yippies yes. was a red star with a pot leaf inside of it, right? Even before there was really a legalization movement, the yippies were aggressively pro-marijuana. It had to do with black nation. Think of the black background, the red star and the green leaf, rather than the colors of the black nation also. And that was, that flag I remember was unveiled in 1970. Jerry Rubin, I think, unveiled it in Santa Barbara in one of his speeches. And uh, then uh, a year later, I was at a big anti-war protest in San Francisco, and somebody was giving out buttons out of envelope with that design. I remember seeing patches for the design up and down, being sold up and down Hate Street at the time. But of course, we were flying Viet Cong flags to support the uh, National Liberation Front of South Vietnam. They wanted to overthrow the Nixon-inspired government in South Vietnam. So we had a flag that had the red and blue of the postal system and a yellow star in the middle. Well, did that flag freak people out, especially right-wingers? <laughs> I love freaking right-wingers out. Let, let me fact-check something else that I read. Is it true that Tom Forsad, the founder of High Times Magazine, came up with the idea of throwing a pie at the face of famous politicians and other controversial celebrities uh, for sod pie to yes. Otto N. Larson, yes. the chairman of the President's Commission on Obscenity and Pornography. And yes. somebody, some call that the first yippie pie. That was. And then, the, and then, of course, there was Pat Small, who pied a councilman in Miami Beach when we were denied our permit to camp in the parks during the convention. And Pat 68 Small convention? Did, the 68 Democratic convention? Or 72, got it. 72 in Miami. Because the conventions at that time were in Miami Beach. 
and we were organizing to protest the war in Vietnam. You know, McGovern was nominated for president during the Democrat convention. And then, of course, we demonstrated our unacceptance of Nixon during the Republican convention. Tear gas in the streets. Strom Thurmond got jumped, rightfully so, for trying to send John Lennon back to England. All kinds of tidbits of action took place that night, August 23rd, 72. I was out there having a little fun on the streets, too. But a lot of us got gassed also by the Florida police. No fun there. So tossing a pie, even just a pie in somebody's face is a pretty aggressive act. What is it like for you the moment before you pie somebody? And, and what was it like the first time? I mean, are you really amped up when you're about to throw a pie in somebody's face? It was my adrenaline goes up. I did pines, private pines. I pied a nun for some Catholic schoolgirls. <laughs> I did weddings. I did parties. The nun thing was fun because I figured two Irish Catholic schoolgirls who played Miss Innocent were not so much Miss Innocent. If you know what I mean. So let's say I would get money for a pie, right? In this case, I ended up with a menage a trois. <laughs> which is worth more than money. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I see where you're going there, man. I see where you're going. Does it, does it matter, yeah. Aaron, what, what kind of pie you throw in somebody's face or some pies better than it, others? It, it or is it the, it, is it the it topping? Does. Is it the topping that really makes it work? Yeah, the dressing, the topping, yes. Like a... Like a... Moynihan got mocha cream for a change of complexion. <laughs> That's great. And all my pies were politically like battery acid because they dissolve the ego. <laughs> right. So, so what, what's your favorite kind of pie to throw in somebody's face? That varies. I don't have any real particular favorite. Okay. It's got to taste good. It's got to be messy. <laughs> and and you probably are prepared to be arrested, right? You've been arrested after pieing people? A couple times. I call it a salt with a deadly pie. <laughs> right. And what kind of charges were you usually given? Harassment. Mm -hmm. One I paid a fine, the other one I beat. And so did you ever spend any jail time? Not really, no. But the media really, really loved it, right? I mean... Yeah. Especially A. Bean. That was on live TV on Channel 13 during the debate of all the mayoral candidates. So, so you know, you can imagine how many people saw it on live TV. 
then they rebroadcast the scene on different channels. Okay. And he was the mayor of New York at the time, right? Beam, a beam. Yeah. That, that was the day I threw the pie at beam. I ran in front of the catch to the PBS camera. So do you hear from all your friends saying, hey, man, I saw you on TV on a pie yeah, in your space. The phone, <laughs> the phone would ring like crazy. <laughs> That's crazy, man. It's uh, it is time to go to a break. I'm talking to Aaron Pie Man K. Listen, listen, um, I, I want to take off because I got to get got to deal with you. Personal. You don't have another twenty minutes to finish the interview. Are we asked how long? How many minutes we had left? Uh, about uh, probably less than twenty. Probably okay, let's about, do it. About fifteen minutes left. Okay. okay, let's do it. I, I have to take us to a break real quick, man. So, okay. And then, yeah, we'll get this done, man. Uh, like I say, we. Yeah, okay, okay. I just got things going on here. <laughs> all right, all right. 10 seconds. I'll take us to a break and then we'll just dive right back in, all right? Okay. I'm talking to Aaron Pie Man K. We're going to take a quick break and come right back to our second segment. Don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us have present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling, with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. We're back on Cannabis Radio with Aaron Pie Man K. Aaron, throwing a pie at somebody is an act of civil disobedience and public shaming, but it's really a form of performance art, isn't it? Yes. What, do, what, do you, what are you trying to accomplish? What is your goal when you pie somebody? It's a nonviolent assassination. <laughs> a character assassination. Yes, yes, yes. And so how do you how did you pick your your uh, subjects, your victims? It was very obvious. Like William Buckley was a definite. Moynihan, they're all definites. <laughs> There's no gray way on them. You just they would do something to piss you off, or you just see yeah, them and, and yes. say, This this person is getting a pie. This person is in dire need of a pie. <laughs> and so, did you ever hear anything back from any of the, did anybody ever say anything back? Like, that tasted good, or what the hell, or? I'm not, the morning I would say, it was an act of violence, you know? Or pilance. <laughs> yeah, pilance, yes, pilance. Yes, an act of pilance. You, you pied Joe Nellis, 
who was a legislative counsel to a House committee on drug policy and a vocal anti-drug culture person. Uh, yes. And you did that at the Normal Conference in 1977 in Washington. Did, did Normal founder Keith Strop really suggest that Nellis uh, was a target for you? He threw the idea at me. <laughs> but then it happened to us, Kurzman and Heitlinger, who were heavies at the time, try to make try to make Keith cancel it. But then what happens is I hear Nellis saying that the uh, single convention treaty superseded the law of the land. That triggered me off and I went and uh, called, called the pine back on and let him have it. It knocked a pitcher of water onto his pants. You know, mm-hmm. all hell broke loose. Because it was Nellis, you know? Right. And uh, <laughs> yeah. who, uh, somebody who already uh, was extremely anti-alternative culture, right? And no, what, happened after, what happened to you after you did that? Were you arrested? No. Nice. He was pissed. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I'll bet he was. I mean, nobody really likes a pie being thrown in their face, right? No. You ever get a bill? Did they ever try to bill you for their dry cleaning or anything like that? No. They probably knew that was a lost cause. They never get a dime off me. You know, well, that's their problem. Well, Nellis created his own problem by supporting a repressive law. He deserved it for collaborating in the incarceration of millions of potheads. Yeah. I don't like collaborators of any kind. Because to me, when I think of a collaborator, I think of the same kind of collaborated Nazis. And that's, I don't want to go deep into it, but it's personal. You don't like injustice? No, absolutely not. Because, you know, my family went through it in Eastern Europe with Nazis and uh, anti-Semitic pogroms. So injustice sucks no matter where it is. You know, yeah. Whether it be, you know, George Floyd, that's a symbol of what's going on with injustice. George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. Mm-hmm. You know, well, potheads' lives matter too, along with black lives matter and brown lives matter. You know. Yeah. That's it. On that one. We both, both of us have lived through some of the most tumultuous times in America, living through the 1960s. What do you think about the situation in America today? I mean, how, how do you compare today to the 60s? Different. We didn't have COVID to deal with. No, we had We Vietnam. didn't have, we, 
No, no, we had people like that that were dealing with McConnell, and then we're dealing with Trump. That entity was pretty unknown in those days. Trump and his Nazis. I don't want to go there too much because when I think of those kind of people, they really make me sick the way they, they should make the, a listening audience vomit on them. It's nauseating to think of them. Especially when January 6th came along. Watching these people wearing shirts that said Camp Auschwitz or six million was not enough. That's about as about as offensive as it gets. And the guy had long hair and a beard to boot. No, it's worse. Long hair doesn't cover a redneck. Because you, you can have a long-haired Nazi and a short-haired revolutionary. That's the way it is now. You know, think about it. Like Dana Beal used to have his hair in the middle of his bag. Now it's short, you know. Things like that. It's all in the heart, not your exterior. Uh-huh. Because any dummy can grow hair in a beard. In the sixties, in, in, in the sixties, it, it, it was a different. It was a different story. In the you 60s. could you could somewhat figure out where somebody was at by their appearance in the nineteen sixties, right? It's radically different today. Yeah, but I remember hitchhiking, and I actually got picked up by a Wallaceite with long hair. And I realized that long hair doesn't mean shit to a tree. Mm -hmm. Well, you got the Duck Dynasty oh. guys, right? They all look like they're, yes. st they're straight out of a, a hippie uh, commune. Yeah. But you can tell I look at them, there's something phony about them, though. Yeah. There's some reactionary and phony about them. They, they're, not, they're not important, you know? Mm -hmm. They're just a bunch of redneck actors. It's 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 all an act, right? For yeah, show. to put on. To make money. It's a put on. Yeah, it's big bucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't care for it. You know, they, they pirate the culture and then they sell it back to us. In the most reactionary ways. Total culture vultures. Remember, there's a term called rock imperialism in the old days, where they would take our music and then then refine it and sell it back to us. Yeah. And or there or make uh, make cheap tin peace signs, right, and sell them to us. Yeah, yeah. To, to yeah. fund to fund right wing efforts and stuff. Yes. Yes. What, what did your friends in the yippies think of your pieing? They enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, you were really, in some ways, the most, uh, one of the more high-profile yippies of all, of all time. Right. Yes. You probably got more media than anybody except Abby Hoffman or Jerry Rubin in the early days. Yes, and also, I was on the Morton Downey show. And people, the next day, I'd be walking out with my daughter to school. People would say, you was on Morton Downey Jr. last night. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. 
Did you think about Pi and Morton Downey Jr.? No. <laughs> he may have been a jerk, but he's the host. You don't. Right. Got it. There's some etiquette there, right? Yeah. What do you yeah, miss the and, most? Uh, what was it? I was go, say, go back you, there again. What What do you miss the most about those days? Lots. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> to protect the guilty. <laughs> that's 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 plenty fine, man. Uh, it's yes. time. It's time to go to another break. Uh, I'm talking to the infamous. Aaron Pyman K. We're going to take another break, come back for our final segment, which will be much shorter. So don't go anywhere. Uh, but we've got some great questions for Aaron. So don't go anywhere. Time to roll out for the people that let us hem present. Hang loose. We're coming right back. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. We're back to Hemp Present, only on Cannabis Radio. Now, back to our headstrong emperor of hemp, Vivian McPeak. And we are back on Hemp Present with the one and only Aaron K., the pie man. Uh, Aaron, I just, I just have to ask, have you retired from pieing? I imagine there's a lot of folks that you would just love to toss know, a nice listen, big cream pie into the face of today. And listen, I, I want some disciples to take up the mantle and give them the Yippee Award. I physically can't run anymore. Uh huh. But I'm, but the thing is, <laughs> so running, say, running's a part of pieing, right? Let a thousand pies fly, to paraphrase <laughs> Mao Zedong. <laughs> Let a thousand pies fly in the face of a fascist. What advice would you have for somebody that wants to pick up the mantle and become uh, the, the pie person of today? Don't pie federal employees. You'll go down big. If it's someone disabled, don't pie a disabled person. There's ethics involved. We have to be ethical as compared to these unethical assholes and Trumpian. And be sure to have a, your own photographer who could sell a picture to the media. It's better to have your own press aid instead of counting on the corporatocracy. We'll twist it around. Did you have your own photographer? Most time I did. Nice. And so would you, would you like, uh, you know, chart out how you were going to approach somebody, where you're going to be and stuff, or would you just kind of wing it, just kind of show up with a pie and figure it out? I, of course, I'd choreograph and figure it out. 
there's some missions I even aborted when I think if something go wrong, I would abort some mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only time I, it, it didn't result in a pine was in 1981 when a Nazi named Harold Covington showed up at Tamara show at NBC. This didn't re- this required. Okay, I don't like this is off off the subject, but being a Jew and a leftist and supporting the cause of Greensboro where these people got killed fighting the Klan, one of the Klaners shows up, Harold Covington. And it was more like he got a fist pie in the eye. Because when it comes to a Nazi, I am not so generous. I'll say that. Not that concerned about the ethics. No. Absolutely not, <laughs> because my because my family was in the camps. Right. No, I totally I totally understand. I, man. I have no I have no boundaries on that one. My my final question for you, because I know you have to go, Aaron, is who would you most like to see get a pie in the face today? I have a long shit list. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I Figure bet, it out, baby. I bet you do, my good friend. Uh, and my goal is to stay off of your list, so I think I better let you go, man. Aaron Pyman K. Okay, take care. Thank you so much, my friend, my bro. Uh, you stay strong, okay? And thank you so much for being on the show. Will do. Take care. All right. All right. Peace. That concludes this installment of Hymns on Cannabis Radio. When it comes to prohibition, you've got the right not to remain silent. Activism requires voice, so find your voice and speak up for justice because resistance is fertile. Turn up the music, maestro, because I am... Out. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.